Hello, and welcome to Know That, a Real Housewives podcast. I'm Anthony Casella. I'm Donnie Hatfield-Smith. And I'm Quentin Lamar. And before we get started, a little bit of housekeeping. Thank you to Etta for supporting us through Buy Me a Coffee this week. If you would like to support the show, you can do so by visiting buymeacoffee.com slash knowthatpod. Oh, boy. <laughs> what a week. What a week. What a what week a in America. <laughs> I am I am a nervous wreck for this week, I'm just going to say. I know it's not a great note to start the show off on, but it's it's an honest one. Um, yeah, I'm I'm full of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't oh. say I can't say I'm as excited for the inauguration as I have been in the past. I'm not speaking of 2016, <laughs> the two before. Well, I, I've only been, I've only been excited for one inauguration, so I I guess that's this is different. <laughs> it's just, but everything is like so different. To, like in my mind, like when I hear about who's performing at the inauguration i'm like the celebrities actually perform at these things like i don't even remember anymore it's like i heard like tom hanks is gonna host i was like was it always like this the ball I'm so used yeah to, uh, i'm so used to celebrities hating now, trump and not doing anything <laughs> yeah the last four years have been devoid of celebrity in terms of you know commingling with the yeah. president yeah so it just seems weird very um very unsettling also unsettling in a different way was an interaction I had with my dietitian last week. Um, as as I think the uh, I met, that segue was rather unsettling as well. Well, yeah, it was. Um, a dietitian. As I, as I think I might have mentioned, um, I have digestive issues, so I'm I've, I've been working with Christine to kind of help alleviate those, and she gave me homework to go into the holiday season with. So last week I had my first kind of check in with her. Um, to, you know, assess progress. So I tried to cancel the appointment. She's like, no, I think we should have it. I was like, okay, knowing I didn't do anything. So, um, you know, we signed on the call and she asked me if I was able to incorporate any of the foods that we talked about in our last session. And I said, I had not. She asked um, if I was keeping a food journal to kind of, you know, keep track of how I was feeling and, you know, symptoms. I said, no. She asked if I was able to make the doctor's appointments that we had discussed uh, to kind of make sure everything was okay. And I said, negative. (laughs) And then she said, well, perhaps the goals we established for you during the two weeks you were off were too ambitious. And that was a punch in the face. Um, so she's given up on you. <laughs> well, we have another uh, we have another appointment early February, and I've only done half of the things that I told her I would do <laughs> since our last meeting. So, um, uh, you know, hopefully she'll get me on the right uh, GI track. <laughs> anyway, I don't I, I don't understand that. Like, I I applaud anybody who would like keep a food journal. For me, it just seems like too much work. Like. I feel like my food journal would be like war and peace. Like I don't, I don't have the time to write down everything that I eat. And, well, I think know, that's the point. Your hand will get tired and then you stop eating. I don't think I, that's the way it'll work. No, and Quinn, I can tell you, uh, I haven't been doing it either. So it is, it is ambitious. Christine was right. It's, it's just not very. Um, it's not very not user friendly. What's the phrase? You're not thinking like, oh, I have to write down, you know, these handful of M&Ms I just had. Like, no no one's thinking about that the entire time. 
Anyway, what's all, what's going on with you all? Well, I too have not been writing down my food. <laughs> so we have that in common. Um, but decide. I've been writing down your food. <laughs> so I got you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Donnie, take us through some hot topics. And a little later on, we are going to be joined by our guest, Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City to discuss all things Dallas. Perfect. Yeah, I would love to. So let's talk about, I think, the biggest, I don't, yeah, it's an event. It's an event. The biggest thing to happen this week was the Jersey trailer. So we got our Mm. first looks of their promo shoots, and then we got the trailer as well. So before we dive into the trailer, let's, what looks did you really enjoy from these promos? Any of them? All of them? Oh, I thought. I don't remember anybody's look. I don't know if I... At one point, I want to say I don't remember. And then in the next hand, I want to say they all looked great. Like, I remember thinking they all looked great, but I can't. No one's outfit is coming to mind specifically. Oh, wait, no. Now I remember. And I remember <laughs> in, like, the cast photo. Yeah. I saw. I thought that uh, Dolores looked great. Like, I think mm. she's looking really good. Um, looking I good. think that uh, Jen Jennifer also looked really good. Yeah. My favorite was Margaret. And I, she's... She dyed her hair so blonde, it almost looks white, but it, it looks good. I don't know how I feel about that. Really? I feel like, you know, maybe it's the climate of the country, but being aggressively blonde is not hidden with me. Um, I it's don't, very I don't Lovecraft country. But I will tell you whose hair I am, again, completely underwhelmed by. And oh, that God. Is Gorga. Melissa Gorga does not know what to do with her hair. And I, I get it. Like, I'm not a white woman. I wouldn't know what to do with, my, with that hair either. But I think that at this point, she should have figured something out. What is your problem with her? I just want to catch you in hypocrisy quick. So just finish out these thoughts okay. for me. What's your problem with Melissa? Okay. I just feel like she always looks like it just got washed and it dried on its own. But you and say she has a normal go-to style, and that is what? Her ponytail. like Okay, every, and now let's cut to Salt Lake really quick. When we watched Lisa's see-through top, halter and you said this outfit would look better with what kind of hairstyle did you say i said a high pony now wait the defense rest <laughs> i think that what that a court would work. case <laughs> wait i get to cross-examine oh, so okay. <laughs> i think i think that that look would work for lisa in that way first of all we haven't seen lisa do it like every time she goes out so it's not like overdone <laughs> Right. I mean, I just feel like, you know, I, I have my, my own personal feelings about Melissa Gorga and maybe it comes through with her hair. But I just feel like I don't feel that way about anybody else's hair in the cast. Why do I feel that way about hers? So, but I'll let that go. It's not important. <laughs> I will say that the promo, I felt like Jackie was yelling a lot. Was it just me or she just seemed to be like screeching at everybody? She seemed to not know what was going on, just like screaming it, a lot. Yeah. And, she was loud, and she was loudly asking, What is going on? I don't know. <laughs> at one point, at it one was point strange. she said, Who am I? It was a strange thriller. No. Um, yeah. It was, a, it was um, great, though. It was so good. It was thrilling it good. every second. One of the best trailers I've seen in a while. Yeah. I think it delivers on all accounts. And we know, do we know? I think it's like widely known who the cheating rumor is about. I don't want to give spoilers if nobody else knows it. Well, I've suspected yeah, I, that for a long time. So. Oh, I think I know it. I'm just going to say it. it. Was, you don't want to look at the promo. Skip ahead. Well, no, because they tease that it's everybody's. 
Like they say, oh, there's a cheating scandal. And then like they show everyone in some kind of turmoil. So listener, if you don't want to hear who I read it is, skip ahead like 30 seconds. I heard that it's Evan, Jackie's husband. That's what I've heard too. Which I think leads to a lot of the screaming. Yeah. I think she doesn't go on trips and stuff. Oh, wow. Teresa get into it so bad. That I think, like, I mean, very different situations. But I think Jackie might Monique. I was, gonna, I was, I was gonna say, like, have Monique where she's not a part of the show, but for different reasons. Like, I yeah. think she's away from the cast for a while because um, Teresa rules that cast. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm surprised. Like in the promo, we saw Joe Gorga shove a man's face in his ass. So I thought, <laughs> but anybody, we did, we did see that. Did you? I guess you never can tell. <laughs> but I guess I mean, weren't they the ones who like don't? do oral sex i mean come on come on now yeah <laughs> they were they were the ones yeah somebody's gonna do it uh, apparently i'm also excited for the drunk jennifer stuff that looks good <laughs> but that that's nothing great. new no but they're making it an issue now <laughs> yeah i like seeing a woman fall down drunk. <laughs> who doesn't on tv yeah <laughs> like i'm okay with it i also like the emotion <laughs> like the raw emotion from her mother like mm, yeah. I was like, what is this now? Like, you know, what I, are they gonna give her mother a confessional? I hope they do. <laughs> I hope they do. I think it'll I like, be fun. I like her family. Me too. I like Jennifer's I family. Do Jack, Jackie's family. I care not to see again. I don't want to see her parents <laughs> again. Yeah, you said that. What is you have a problem they, like besides the they, fact that her mother's hair? Okay. They weird me out. I don't know. I don't like the dad. It's I don't like it. You know, they look like they wouldn't like me if you catch my drift. But other than that. <laughs> and then the last thing about New Jersey trailer, I'm excited for the, I feel like the past few seasons, the Gorga Judice friction has kind of been under the rug. But this one, it looks like someone lifted it up and crushed that dust out. And I, it's what brings me joy. It's what I like most about Jersey. I did hear some people say that they think because the last few years and last at last year's reunion melissa was called out for um like faking some storylines that weren't so interesting people were speculating that like this was something the three of them concocted to have a story but i don't i don't know how i feel about that because i think in the past Teresa and joe have always said like they didn't like fighting because it upset like their parents. I know right. um, their their mom died a few years ago. Is the dad still alive? He passed I... during COVID. He died okay. of COVID, yeah. Okay, oh. no more parents. So they're free to do what they want. Right. Um, RIP to the Gorgas. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't get the sense that they would be good enough actors to be able to fake this. I agree. Kind of thing. You think they? I, really? I think I think they I think they could be good enough actors because the type of people who literally get into physical fights with their families at baby showers, these are not people who don't have friction or arguments in their marriage. They're hiding that, and I can respect them hiding it. But to make it seem like you for them to say like we're not going to have arguments because it disrupts our marriage, we're not going to argue just for the show. That's one thing. But to pretend like you don't have any real arguments. That's another thing, and I don't buy it from them. And I think fighting with Teresa, you think Teresa's a good enough actress for that? She, I think she's not when she does her advertisements. 
I feel like they don't even tell Teresa. I feel like if they're going to bait, like Teresa is not the sharpest tool in the shit in some ways. So I feel like you could basically say, we're going to just argue with Teresa this season and you don't need to tell Teresa. She'll just rise to the occasion. (laughs) And she'll think it's real. So I think, and she'll think it's real and she'll give a real reaction to it. So I think that could be it. But honestly, I agree because Melissa's storylines have not hit anything for me. Like I don't even get the point of her being on the show. And if for now it's to be like, oh, you don't, you're not gonna back us up. I'm like, well, Melissa, how many times have we felt you didn't back up Teresa? Yeah, and I mean, like, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for Melissa. Melissa's storylines to me seem like an improv exercise that nobody else knows they're playing. She's like, I have a brother, and they're like, No, you don't. Yeah, it's like pregnant. No, you're not. It's like no instead and. of yes and. It's like yeah, no yeah, and. Yeah. I'm yeah. not. <laughs> Yeah, there are exactly. weak stories. Like when Ramona thought she was pregnant a few years ago. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, I, now, I didn't watch that season, but that is so unbelievable to me that Ramona could think that she was pregnant. Like that, that seems, yeah. that seems outrageous to me. Yeah. To be, f- I mean, to be fair, it was even laughable in uh, season four, which is when it happened. And that oh. was like... <laughs> yeah. Close to a decade ago. So, I mean, this. Oh, God. She wasn't pregnant, and we all knew it then. <laughs> it was like yeah, a we... finale story. Uh, yeah, that's that's something. What, what did, yeah. she, what did um, Nene Leak say about Sue Sylvester on Glee when she was like having that baby? She's like, you're not going to have a child. You're going to have a grandchild. <laughs> that baby's going to pop out with a briefcase and a job. Like, that's how I feel about the idea of Ramona having a baby. <laughs> Definitely. So, while we're on the topic of New York, then it was reported that production was shut down this week because one of the cast members has COVID. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because Ramona had previously had it. I know you can get it twice, but Sonia seems, yeah, we'll say Sonia. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised I, I, if this was Sonia's second time and she kept the first time to herself. <laughs> I haven't heard, I heard that someone got it, but I didn't have any like clues as to who. So it could be anyone for all. Yeah, it could be anyone. That's I'll true. Put my money on Sonia, though. <laughs> that's, so that's it for our yeah. COVID segment. Let's move <laughs> down the coast to Miami, where Peacock, the Peacock streaming network, is thinking about bringing it back. Some of the wives had said no already, but they're thinking of Phil Collins's ex-wife. Okay, sure. Uh, I got excited when I heard this because I thought of. Who's Nicolette Sheridan's ex-husband? That's who I thought. Oh, um, Harry Hamlin? No, the other one. <laughs> He's like Michael Phil Bolton. Yeah. Michael Bolton. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. So Michael when they Bolton. said Phil Collins' ex, I thought they meant Nicolette Sheridan and were being coy with the headline. So I got excited. <laughs> and then I clicked and I was like, oh, I don't know who she is. But did you watch Miami, Anthony? I did. I did watch it. I didn't love it. Oh, okay. Something about it didn't click for me. Um, I've heard that from different people, too. See, I heard the I heard people like it was their favorite, but I've never watched. I feel like in the last few years, Miami has had like a resurgence in mm. terms of people feeling fondly about it, even if it obviously didn't garner enough ratings to continue back then. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I read the, that it was canceled because in the third season, which was its last, viewership kept going down and normally uh, when uh, ratings go up for the reunion, they kept going down. 
Mm. And Andy was like, oh, this isn't, something's not working here. <laughs> um, I mean, I have Peacock. So if if it comes back, of course I would watch yeah, it. Yeah, why but... not? <laughs> yeah. So then our last topic is Tom Girardi. Let's just get right into it. Page six reported this week that Girardi's brother filed a declaration in the bankruptcy case claiming he's suffering from short-term memory loss and needs a conservatorship. Conservatorship. <laughs> We'll, we'll work through it. Like Britney Spears. Yeah, exactly. The I, article said... I, I, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no. What were you going to say? Because I, I, I was going to say, is this to replace what Erica did for him? Oh. Because he didn't just need this. Right. So is this what she, is this the, the, the places she held in his life? Maybe. Oh, like she was his conservator? His Maybe. wife and his, you know, conservatorship person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my mind... Like, I, don't think, I don't think it just happened with this like if you need that then there was a, a decline so he probably well, needed that brother, a couple years ago yeah the brother said that he's incapable of having a reasonable conversation about multiple legal issues so i don't want to like put things out there but allegedly i think that it's made up like a, a memory loss issue randomly that was my instinct too yeah that was my instinct awesome. too. Because Tom seems pretty with it. I mean, he couldn't find his way to opening night at Chicago, but um, <laughs> when we see him on the show, he seems like he has all his faculties. Yeah, barely. You like think? I would, I could go either way. Like I, he basically just sits there and smiles. So like I don't, <laughs> I can't say like he's ever really like a, uh, you know, like the the last time what was it this last season where. Erica invited them all over to their house, which Pink she doesn't party. do often at all. Right. And it was almost like it, it was like when somebody like invites their friends over to meet their parent. It's like, <laughs> you know, we don't want to bother them. Here he is. Let's be real nice and let's keep everything, whatever. And then let's get the hell out of here really quickly. And that's to me, that could have been like, you know, he's only going to be lucid for a little while here, folks. So let's strike while I'm <laughs> So I don't. I don't know. I can't say that I think it's all a fake. I mean, it definitely could be considering what he's facing, but yeah, I could believe that it could be true. I mean, he isn't, he is an old man. All right. I'm convinced. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> you I thought that yeah. like during that, I was like, is he like a little. <laughs> so that's it with current events. Quinn, take us through Atlanta. Oh boy. Atlanta. I had a lot of things going through my mind watching Atlanta this week, mostly because I'm really happy with what's happening with Atlanta. But wait, hold on a second. Cut. <laughs> Still learning this take. thing, folks. New computer, new problems. Am I right? Uh, that's that rap song, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we had the return of Broadzilla, a.k.a. Cynthia, um, dealing with her guest list and the current dilemma or problem was Mike wanted to invite Dennis to the wedding no matter what Portia felt about it. Now Portia and Dennis are, I have no idea what's going on with them. But I'm at this time or this point in time, they're not together. Right. And so uh, she asked (laughs) Cynthia to change his mind using her coochie credit. Um, (laughs) Was that a quote or did you make that up? That is a quote. She said, (laughs) use your coochie credit to get him to change his mind and influence whether or not Dennis can be there. Like, take control (laughs) of it. 
Oh my gosh. So I think that that's like really, I think it's the really guy thing to do. Like, I don't have a problem with him so he can come. Yeah. But at the same time, I think he should have known by what he's seen thus far from Cynthia that that wouldn't fly. Well, it, I mean, we know it did fly. <laughs> he was well, there. I mean, yeah. I but like, if... are they, are, were they together though? Like, were they, I don't, I, don't, I never know what's going on with him. I don't think so. That was because I remember being weird about the timeline. They had unfollowed each other on social media and announced that they weren't mm-hmm. together. And then like a week later, they were at the wedding. Right. I remember that. So, like, I don't understand. And, like, not to give Kenya any kind of whatever, but when Kenya was like, you know, I can't keep up with y'all. I, I agree, Kenya. I, she has her nerve. Right. <laughs> but. The timeline's hard to keep track of. Are, I'm assuming that um Mike and Dennis are friends through, uh, through meeting with like through Cynthia and Portia, right? Or does their friendship like predate? I didn't you know, what I'm know saying? that. Like, yeah, how good of friends are they? I don't. I don't think it pre. I don't think it predates them. Oh, okay, um, they're just like I just men think, who became buddies and they're good friends now. But wait, now now that I'm remembering it, Tanya's I don't know living common law husband. <laughs> now he's now he's friends with. Mike, right? Like they were friends. Like, isn't that like how that kind of happened? Like, they're cool, so that's why he was brought to that thing to reconcile with Portia when they went on that trip to Toronto, right? Yeah, that has nothing to do with Mike, though. Dennis, right? Dennis, I mean, yeah. So that has nothing to do with Mike. So I don't, I don't know how they are close enough for him to do this. Yeah, no, it's strange. And then Candy's using. Eva's husband as a lawyer. There's a lot of like web. double dipping. Yeah. <laughs> double dipping in Atlanta. There is. Yeah. But I don't know. The timeline is kind of crazy because like this has been over the course of what a year? I'm yeah. sorry, five years of quarantine. So I guess <laughs> that's enough time for them to go back and forth and make up and all that stuff. But I do I understand, like, you know, basically I'm cool with him. I don't have a problem with him. He should be at my wedding because it is Mike's wedding. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's weird. Does, to does me. that logic extend to the Cynthia situation, though, where like Cynthia wants her <laughs> her dad there, you know? But I guess it's oh my god, I guess it's different. Not to jump around, I'm, I'm sure that's <laughs> on the docket. But I'm just thinking of like, you know. Well, we're here now, so okay. yeah. Like we're talking about Cynthia's guest list. Let's go. So her, I do think that's like I don't think any parent should have a problem if their child wants their other parent at the wedding. Unless that parent was like a terrible, like, you know, monster to that child. I think every parent should be able to put their personal feelings aside for, you know, a reception and a ceremony. Personally. And I get not weirded out. I don't know the word I want to use, but he was at the first one and it wasn't really an issue. It was only an issue because the the issue seems to have branched out from her mother speaking about his behavior in the domestic violence PSA. But the domestic violence happened before Cynthia's first marriage. Yeah, but I guess because she didn't didn't speak out on it. So once she spoke out, I think that changed the dynamics because she was saying that people were like, you know, saying that she was making it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming this is something that happened like, I don't know, 50, 40 years ago. Right. So I don't get why people will be coming up to her like that. I can't imagine there's a lot of people still alive to do it, but. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I kind of felt bad for Cynthia. No one seemed to have like, no one was even like helping her play devil's advocate. Right. It was just very much like, I think the scene ended with her daughter saying, I think it's very clear what needs to happen here. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, Noelle (laughs) came to shut her down. (laughs) Yeah, after taking a million selfies. She didn't come from LA to fuck around, right? (laughs) She got it She's like, if I got to be here, you wanted me here for this. Yeah, I'm here for this. And you know who else didn't fuck around was Mal. She said that shield Mal never does. She said those shields don't do shit. I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> Everybody else just wore those plastic things. Not her. Yes. Not Mal. Yeah, Ma- right. Mal is uh, Mal is always the. She's always the ace. Like she does not miss <laughs> words. She, she will. They have the most realistic sister, like sibling relationship, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so part like I said, I think that her mother should let that go. Like, what was this whole thing about her feeling like she did that PSA at hostage like situation? Like you didn't have to say anything. You know, her mom should have asked more questions if she was unclear on <laughs> on what she was agreeing Right. To what be if part she thinks of. she was filming? <laughs> like an Activia commercial? Uh, <laughs> I love that Susie was like, I assumed you knew what a PSA was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or she would have asked, right? Right. Like, yeah, yeah I, I don't think that was a unreasonable expectation from Cynthia. <laughs> so I guess wrapping up Atlanta, we had this event that Candy did, Candy Cares, <laughs> um, because Candy always has to have her name in it. And that's great. She They did a really great thing. They gave out food to uh, people in the community who were struggling due to the pandemic. And everybody showed up and everybody was there. And Kenya, of course, was there stirring up inappropriate unnecessary drama but then inviting people to stuff what do why do we think king is doing this do, do we feel like she's insecure about how well other people are doing in their storylines that sounds right to me she i guess she always was but she just seems super bitter this yeah season and i know she's not well i mean yeah she's not happy in her personal life um, but that is manifesting itself in a way that's hard to watch. I mean, it's kind of like P- Portia's doing really well. And I think Kenya left the show for us for that season or was not a part of this, of the show for that season where I think it was really important for her to be a part of it. If she wanted to kind of take the reins should mm-hmm. Nini leave. What happened was she wasn't there. Portia, who had already had co-reigns yeah. with Nini, basically like ascended to her rightful spot as like the main focus of the show. And I think Kenya is bitter about it. And it's we're, that's what we're seeing in a lot of ways. It kind of like, how did you get here type of thing? <laughs> like you're yeah. in the middle now? Yeah. And it's always been that way because they, if, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think, I believe they both started on on season five so they've both kind of been like neck and neck with each other for you know i don't know the most powerful or popular like cast member from that from that season and kenya is very important but it does it feels like she's slipping away i feel like we're losing her a little bit in terms of like someone who is important to the fabric of this show yeah i think because she's bitter she's crossing lines that 
shouldn't be crossed. I feel like everyone should have a limit and she doesn't really have one. So like bringing the cookie lady for Tanya, no one really cares about Tanya. But now you're talking about these women that are doing good for the community and like Marlo donating $5,000, et cetera, Portia protesting. When you have things to say about that kind of stuff, I feel like you're just making yourself unlikable to the audience so it's really painting yourself into a corner marlo sure did show up with that check she was like pow <laughs> on you camera. won't be talking shit about yeah. me <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could see the zeros <laughs> i could see the zeros as she, she passed was, it <laughs> she showed up she for lunch with a check yeah also like and because Porsche's I, doing well, all this work doesn't mean Kenya can't. So, like, I don't really know what Kenya feels she's being blocked from. Like, right. I, do your own good. She's black, too. And I think the thing about it is that because this is now Portia's storyline, because Portia is the one that threw herself in it the most, now she, I don't think she necessarily resents the movement, even though she's disrespecting it. I think she resents what it's doing for Portia because there is no bigger story that she can eclipse what port like that is in the forefront of everything right now. Right. And she, yeah. can't, she you can't your little shade and like, you know, beauty queen tricks aren't going to get past that. That makes sense. That's as true. much as I love Kenya, I love Kenya, but. Oh I, yeah. I, I love Kenya too. She's great on the show. I, yeah. I just want her to, I, I feel it. It's starting to feel slippery for me and I don't want it to feel yeah. slippery. I just yeah. want, like the best of what Kenya can offer, which is usually the worst of the behavior, <laughs> but I love it. And I, I don't want it to feel rena e to me. I want it to. Well, let's not like mention her in this space. <laughs> <laughs> not for like a she few might more show up. Well, that wraps up Atlanta. All right. Well then uh, should we head on over to Salt Lake city? I found this to be an incredible episode and it only cemented some of my feelings that were starting to bubble up and that I had to take ownership of last week. Uh, and we'll get there because I don't want to get ahead of myself. But first, I want to say I, I'm i tired of the Meredith and the, and the Seth scenes. I don't like them and they feel forced to me. How are you all feeling? I would agree I, with Every that. time I see them, yeah, every time I see them, I see individually how we got Brooks and it makes me angry. <laughs> um, and I feel like it's such a, I don't know if it's forced, but it's just like Meredith married that the person you date that likes you too much. And now she's he, stuck. He loves her more. Yeah. He yeah. definitely loves her more. Like, you know, when you're dating, you all, you date different kinds of people. There's a person that you like that doesn't really like you. And there's that person that likes you just too much. And it's like, all right, just back up off of me. <laughs> and I feel like she married that. And switching to Lisa, like I was telling Donnie, Lisa married the guy that goes along with everything that you say. So it's very funny to me to watch them like double date and to watch these women like basically sit there with their leashes and have their men there. Definitely. And they both, yeah, they both feel like that. Similar they're both tops. They're both tops. For <laughs> like Dom tops too. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the Seth and Meredith scenes are, they're tired. They're, they are, they don't prove, they, they don't, they're not serving any purpose anymore, except to, you know, 
So some people online think that during the original bout of filming that Meredith and Seth were really going through problems, but then by the time they refilmed, they were better. So now they're trying to like reenact this full, like separating and getting back together. So they're just really laying it all on thick. Yeah. Which it it does seem. Yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah. That feels, that feels feels right. Yes. And speaking of, uh, speaking of the double date that Meredith, Seth, Lisa, and Lisa's husband went on. What's his name? I I don't know. What's his name? Donnie, what's his name? Lisa's husband? Yeah. Yes, dear. I don't know. Him, I don't know. Edmund? I don't know what his name is. (laughs) Um, So they. He looks like a Keith. They go on, they go on a double date and they kind of, Lisa and Meredith, talk about the women, everyone else in the cast, really, in a way, and just dis- are discussing the details of what happened um at uh the party that Jen threw for Sharif in a way that made me feel like Meredith and Lisa might think that they are like above the other women on this show. Like they, they are two women who will not like get in the mud with the others and kind of how we talked about Meredith's seemingly increase in, increased disengagement policy last episode in terms of conversations, I guess, do you think these women think they are better than the other members of the cast and how, how will that work for them? If so, how will that work for them as continued participants on this show? 100% they think they're better than the other women and they spend too much time together one-on-one. People can barely tell their asses apart and they hang out too much together without the <laughs> other girls who are actually fun. I don't want to see y'all sitting at some damn brunch with some uppity chicks talking about, I don't know, tequila and salmon. Or I want Mary there if you're going to do that. Get yeah, exactly. Why wasn't Mary there? Right. Yeah, it's like you. Yes. I think they feel they're not they're missing what they need in this show. We're the 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 ones that we want to see are Whitney, Heather, Jen, and Mary. Right, and they do <laughs> not hang out with them enough to make their time their airtime worthwhile to me. They're almost Moniqueing themselves, but like as a pair. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I didn't think this earlier. And we'll see how the rest of the season goes, because I think a lot of threads were kicked off this episode, which I found really fascinating. But right now, I kind of feel like, guys, flip a coin. I don't think we need Lisa and Meredith next. I don't either. No. Season. I'm normally a big proponent of, like, bringing the entire cast back. But... And honestly, even though I liked her a lot in the beginning, if I had to pick... I might pick Lisa just because she makes me laugh sometimes. I would pick Lisa too. Same. I love that. I would pick Lisa too. <laughs> Amazing. You love that. I love you. You love that. It's a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's, they're not together. They are. And I like I her kids they're... better too. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. And while we're on the topic of these two women. Her kids. What about no. the bald head son who has a hair care line? What's going on with that? That little Wolf, sucker don't even got hair. What's Wolf it called? Pack. <laughs> no, no, no. Wolf Bang. Gray Wolf. Oh, yeah. Great. No, that's not it was right either. No, it's Wolf. It's Fresh Wolf. Fresh yes. Wolf. Oh, my Fresh God. Wolf. Fresh Wolf. Um, okay, speaking of Lisa and Meredith, do you think that, as Heather said when they were in the um, 
spa. Do you think in the baths, do you think that uh, Jen prioritizes her friendship with Lisa and Meredith over Heather because they are to her, for lack of a better phrase, cool girls or like cooler to be associated with on paper than mm-hmm. Heather, who's just like burned her her bridge with like the community of the city? Yeah, I think in terms of like a networking circle, I think Lisa and Meredith can get her more. So I think yeah. that's why Jen is leaning in that direction sometimes. And I think that from a production standpoint, I think Heather was upset about that because she didn't see herself as the fan favorite that she is. So if we're teaming up and it's you three and then me and my cousin, you have the numbers, but Heather is the fan favorite. So I think after watching this season, Jen's going to know to like go back to Heather. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, that is interesting. Okay. Now I'm now that is interesting. And now I kind of want to go back and say that I think they should all come back because I forgot how interesting it is once everyone comes back and sees how they were, how the fans took to them. Except yeah. I don't even, I still don't think we need Meredith. She's just like, <laughs> I don't, I don't think like a need. head that barely like stands on a neck. And she's like, yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, she doesn't want to like, talk I mean, about anything. Her individual story seems fake and nobody likes her son. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> And I, I think like because and it's not just like Heather. I think it's I think they misjudged what, and it's like you said before, Anthony. Like you don't get to decide as a housewife what will like or who be the favorite is. We decide that, right? And I think that going into this, Jen thought that you know, okay, Mary's weird, so she won't be a thing. I can have drama with her. She'll be an easy dog to kick. Yeah. These one of these chicks is in um, Sundance so much. Like they seem like the ones that are going to get the most shine, but they're the most boring. Yeah. So now we have, you know, this whole situation where Heather and Whitney are fan favorites. And Mary is actually a favorite, too, in a turn of events. Yeah. (laughs) So she needs to do a total 180. A hundred percent. Yeah. Mary, I mean... For better or worse, if people are if people want to see you, they want to see you, but people want to see Mary. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so okay, kind of just if, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the episode, I don't know what you're doing, but in case you haven't, uh, Whitney books uh, herself, mm-hmm. Jen and Heather at uh, afternoon at a spa, I guess is what you would call it. That's what they called it. <laughs> yeah. Three and a half hours away from where they lived, which I didn't know if I misheard that didn't seem like it could be right. Three and a half hours. Yes. And um, to kind of talk through what happened. Uh, but anyway, let us talk through what happened. Who is responsible for essentially the ruining of Coach Shaw's party? Is Everybody it, but it, Heather. <laughs> okay, let me. Okay, interesting. Talk me through that. Uh, Jen, of course, I, is responsible for her own behavior. Whitney could have picked a better time to do it. Heather did what she should have done. She kept her damn mouth shut. I don't know why Heather was even drawn in that in the first place. Like, she's trying to be a good yeah. friend to her, but she didn't do anything to ruin that night. So I don't get why she's like, oh, it's my fault. Like, how? 
Yeah. Did I miss something? No, I just that you're. I agree with you. Um, that actually made me sad that Heather. H- Heather's like such a good friend, but for me, it's wrapped up a little bit in like a a sadness where I want to see her stand up for herself more because she was so big in that moment that she even was like, Jen is hurting, and that's like what we have to focus on. Like it's right. not about being right; it's about mm-hmm. helping our friend. And I was like fuck she's good like that's that's pretty clear-sighted vision about the situation but yeah i agree it's like two different buckets um jen is responsible for her own actions so while whitney was wrong for bringing it up when she did jen should have been able and there's drinking involved of course so not everyone was like thinking obviously wasn't thinking in their right minds but no one is responsible for getting jen to that point except jen but jen would be well within her right to be angry that whitney even tried to do it there yeah Yeah. i agree oh okay so yes jen i mean (laughs) i didn't realize how many people like it took to film a scene when they when jen splashed water and someone yelled like why'd you just splash us and she said because that's what you get for filming me which is like that's incredible and they panned out to like 17 guys yeah mics i caught my breath i lost my breath that was like wow (laughs) every time that happens it takes like when Teresa threw that through that glass at that party it's like zoom out and it's like 20 people like oh shit yeah like it's funny even working yeah even working and like being an actor, like I forget, like I know how, like it looks like the actors alone, but there are people everywhere. Yeah. But it's like the magic of, you know, TV. Yeah. And then the last thing I want to touch on um, was the conversation that uh, Jen had with Sharif once he finally, I I don't believe they they had spoken in about four days because he was so angry. It's kind of like taking a, distance to cool off because this was a big party I that's a they bit had, much yeah four days without speaking s- seems a little hey, like, Mary, that's too much that's too yeah long. um because i believe people flew in for this like it was a big deal that seemed to extend out just from outside of like a filming event so he was angry um the conversation they had is exactly what i want from participants on these shows like yeah. being honest being open i it made sense. Like if you follow the the through line for her behavior and why she's angry and yeah. why she drinks and how she gets angry when she drinks, like it just completely makes sense. And it's just so much more interesting to me than pretending to need seven assistants. And like, this is fine. This is what I want from a housewife. Right. It's what I want from Jen. And we're here and I'm, I'm on team. Jen is compelling TV and I can't wait to see more. What did, what yeah, did you guys make of this? She's reached for a lot of reality TV, like go-tos and everything. But this is one thing she got right. Like she nailed that. She was honest. They had an honest conversation. I love how they talked to each other as married people. It was a very like realistic conversation. He apologized because it is really shitty that he was not there for her through that. Yeah. And I like, after, after hearing that, I was like, I need to hear him say that he's sorry to feel like I, I'm okay and su- with her mental support in her marriage. So I'm happy that he was able to step up and be, he's very good at being open with his feelings. And as a jock, that's a really rare thing to find. That's true. Um, so I, I, I really enjoyed that scene. It was, the, I think, the best scene of the show so far. Yeah, I would agree, yeah. It was great. It was great. 
Yeah, it was tough watching Jen um, search for uh, the lamp switch for about 15 seconds in what is supposed to be her own home. But we'll, we'll get past that. Uh, did, did, did anyone see that? It took I didn't notice seconds that. to find the. Lamp I didn't switch. notice that. That was tough, but it was a great. It was a. It was a great scene. Yeah, this was a great Jen episode. Yeah, I mean, arguably, but in terms of like watchability and being compelling tv definitely (laughs) and that's all we want yeah that's all we want we want mess authentic mess mess. (laughs) we want engagement yes meredith we want engagement (laughs) all right well i think we did it for salt lake city let's bring out our guest whitney rose hi hello how are you how are you doing well how are you wonderful good you look beautiful you do you look oh, great thank you do you want me to put headphones in is it usually better i think you sound fine now but if you want to put them on if it's better for you that's no i prefer not to because i have an ear crawler in and it oh. Really- <laughs> oh okay yeah no you're yeah. fine thank you welcome to the show here. yes yeah, thank you for coming yeah, we are uh, loving the show. Can you tell us a little bit about the casting process and how you became a part of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Yeah, so Heather Gay wrote me into this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Blame her. <laughs> I, yeah, when she when she came to me and was like, you know what, Wit, there's this really cool um, show they're going to do here in Utah. You need to be a part of it. I kind of thought it was a joke, like you know, Small Lake City. I've heard of a lot of different castings here, but really Heather Gay is the one who like convinced me that this would be a good idea. Well, we're glad she did. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Are, are you glad that you got into it? Oh yeah. So yeah. I, like, yeah, this is, it means the world to me that I'm here. Cause I've been a housewife fan for years. I mean, I watched the very first season of OC, Beverly Hills, New York, so as you can imagine, it's like, it means the world to me. I often have to like take a step back and be like, whoa. Oh my God. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Are those your favorite cities then too, to watch? Or what's what's like your your favorite city? Yeah, Beverly Hills absolutely is my favorite. Um, Orange County, New York. I love Atlanta. Potomac, I liked this last season. Potomac. Oh, yeah, it was oh, good. Potomac's it was incredible. a good season. Yeah. And then now that I've, um, to be honest, I didn't watch much of Dallas, but now that I know all the ladies, I've binge watched all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good way. That's a good way to uh, get caught up. Of course. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was one of my questions. Who, uh, if anyone, and it sounds like you probably have, have you, who have you gotten advice from or who has reached out or who have you reached out to, to kind of, I don't know, help you on your, on your journey at, with your first season of Housewives. Yeah. So Tamara Judd actually reached out to me. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Some just friendly advice of like what to do, what not to do. Um, but Stephanie Holman and Carrie Brittingham, Carrie reached out to me first. Carrie reached out to me right after they announced um, the cast. Oh, wow. Um, and she was, or actually it might've been after it was announced at BravoCon, like she had the inside scoop of who the cast <laughs> was. So she reached out to me and, um, we started talking quite a bit. And then Stephanie Holman has been like, we've become good friends and she, I've talked to her Aww. today times. Yeah. Oh my God. She's That's sweet. Great I can see, I can definitely see that. I can see you two being 
like really cool. You're both very like bubbly and nice, and you know, you just like you have to, like to have fun. I can definitely see you two like hitting it off. Quinn said that today we were watching Dallas. I did talk about it tonight, and he said Whitney and Stephanie should be in the same cast. Yeah, we should. <laughs> I think we would be a very dynamic duo because. Something that people don't realize about the nice bubbly one is it's like, you still keep it real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, we saw Whitney. (laughs) (laughs) Who were your favorite, oh, sorry, Anthony. Who were your favorite housewives before you like knew them personally? Just from a show point of view. Well, Lisa Renna has always been one of my favorites and she liked one of my tweets. Oh, (laughs) and so Um, did Rihanna. Can we talk about that? Follows me. <laughs> That's wow. incredible. That is a stamp of approval. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm it really is. Yeah. Like, she's kind of the queen, and I've had a girl crush on her for over a decade. At so. least. <laughs> yeah. This <is> umbrella. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. before we get into this specific episode, since you did um, a binge of Dallas, what are some of your... Uh, general Dallas thoughts. Who do you, I guess you know some of them, but who do you love? Who didn't you love so much? Like what are your feelings on Dallas up until now? You know, the first, just to be completely honest, it was hard in the beginning to like, (laughs) to get on the Dallas train. Uh, I hear that. Yep. The first season's a little rough. The first season's rough. A lot of poop, Uh, a lot of poop in the first season. (laughs) Right. Um, one thing I love about Dallas is they all just like they're down to earth in some like you can relate to Dallas. Like I, I don't know, I yes. feel like they're more yeah. relatable in a oh I could be like her or she's like me. Um, I definitely think they could get a little more messy. <laughs> a little bit. Yes, yeah, <laughs> they definitely um, get they definitely get messy. I know what you mean. There's something a little in a good way, every girl about the yeah. cast of Dallas. Like you, you might've known those girls in high school kind of thing in right. a good way. I think it's a Southern appeal. Like they have a Southern. Southern charm. <laughs> yeah. A Southern charm to them. that's relatable. And, and I guess my husband's from Houston. And so I, I completely get like the Texas shade where I think other people aren't like really picking up on it. And so they probably think that's mm-hmm. why it's not, connecting but if you know like where they're going with it it's actually brilliant i'm trying to think of an example right now but like it's it's you know i'm put on the spot i'll come back to it no no that's good (laughs) um okay let's get into this week's episode i i don't know about you all but i find cameron hilarious laugh out loud funny I would even describe her as perhaps the Lucille Ball of Housewives. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and she's not even the redhead. Wow. <laughs> she's not. She's not. But she's she's doing some kind of like comedic work that is unrivaled. How is Cameron hitting all of you? I um I have like a love hate relationship with Cameron because okay, I like, yeah because yeah, I I agree like she's. She's funny, but then sometimes, like in past seasons, it it didn't stick to me. But this season, I have to agree. She might be like auditioning or trying to like become a stand up comedian or something. Because <laughs> something has changed. Yeah. Yeah, and I love yeah. watching her husband just watch her. Like, <laughs> yeah, Court is like really clueless with a lot of stuff. Like, why are you doing that? Like, why are you? putting clothes on the dog. I'm like, have you met your wife? You know why she's putting clothes on that dog. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. that's who Cameron is. Well, and that's one thing I do love about Cameron is she's so Cameron, she can't help it. 
Yeah. 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 Cameron's doing like Elle Woods cosplay. And I will say this was the <laughs> first, the first time I thought Court was adorable this episode. I never really kind of felt that way before, I will say, but he ended up seeming really sweet to me. I think part of it was, you know, they kind of talked a little bit about him protecting her with the uh, sale of their home by not kind of letting her know when something might be happening in order to not. Uh, get her hopes up so she's not devastated. I believe he said she took to bed for a few <laughs> days when the last deal fell through, um, which I kind of thought was sweet, but I could also see how that felt maybe like keeping her outside of the proceedings of what was happening in their business. What, uh, Whitney, what did you make of that? I mean, I like to be a part of everything and know everything. So that would be hard to keep me out of it. However, I relate it to like when there's, Maybe there's a mouse in the garage and my husband doesn't tell me until he catches it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah like, that, that's cute. That's my mother protection. Yeah. yeah. My mother would have been really pissed about that. Like, right. you don't, you, you, that's a big deal. Like, everybody needs to know what's going on. <laughs> Overall, <laughs> I, I need to know. Dynamic that. together, but as a spouse, I would have flipped out over that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it seems like she, um, Cameron, appreciates it, though. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't seem really mad. It was more like, I don't know, something to just kind of discuss on camera in a way, but I didn't get the sense that she was, you know, truly, truly (laughs) upset about this. Well, you know how I would be. I'd be like (laughs) 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 I know. Watch out for the bubbly ones. Um, my voice is my biggest weapon. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> we we're gonna pivot a little bit. We um we saw Deandra uh, in a scene with her sh- shaman. Uh, she's Deandra is looking to work on her relationships with friends uh, in an effort to, in her own words, uh, not have people think she's have people think she's sweet, more soft, I believe she said, um, in conjunction with the step side of her family reaching out after what seemed like a contentious lawsuit in regard to her, uh, her father's will. Um, I got the sense that the uh, underline of this was that Deandra is looking to revamp her image on the show. Uh, What did you all think? I think her actions and the storyline this season don't really seem to be based on what we've seen before. This, Quinn said it earlier in a conversation with me, this seems more like a Leanne Locken situation. That DeAndre's just kind of like, oh, this was supposed to be Leanne's storyline, but I'll do it this year. Yeah, like she doesn't have trouble like keeping herself in check and flipping out on people and getting peace. Like that was very much a Leanne thing. And, you know, as we, as Leanne said, because we had her on the show, on the podcast, she said that she felt that that's what D'Angelo was doing, was like trying to replace her. And I'm like, well, maybe she's right. Yeah, this this episode, I do feel kind of proved Leanne's point with that. Yeah, I have to agree because it, it it almost makes me question if it's her own internal like struggle. Like she is trying to accept something about herself or she's working through pain. And maybe that's why mm. she's trying to connect her stepbrother stepmom story i don't know yeah because it's not anything we've seen so it must be internal yeah or i mean 
or it's a lob for story. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that maybe. Yeah. I, I would say the biggest thing. No, I'm sorry. I would just say the biggest thing that I think that she would have to deal with is like her mother and like how she left the company. Like that's a really big thing to deal with from your parent. And, you know, I would think that would be something she'd be working through. So maybe she's trying to accept that or I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I would be terrified to have if my mother was like hers. <laughs> I know. Oh, like I'm, yeah. I, I would, I would need a shaman too. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I, I'm sure it has to be difficult, and she's carrying such a big weight, so much pressure on her. Yeah, yeah. her mom. Her mom's horrifying. Um, <laughs> in the best uh, way. Yeah, in the best <laughs> way. In the best way. Uh, Whitney, what are your thoughts on Tiffany, the new housewife, Tiffany Moon? Oh, Tiffany Moon came in hot. <laughs> she, she did. Sure did. <laughs> yeah, she sure did. Um, we got to see her house, her house this episode. We got the tour. Um, and your friend Stephanie said that she felt Tiffany was showing off a little bit and that um, it was obnoxious the way that uh, Tiffany was maybe going through um, her closet and kind of taking out more of the expensive pieces what did we, Whitney, what did you think about that? Was was Tiffany being obnoxious? I mean, I think Tiffany, from what we've seen so far, just being Tiffany, like she, she definitely is proud of what she has, but she's worked very hard for it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So I could see why she wants to maybe show it off or brag or whatever, but I wasn't yeah. so much drooling over her closet. I was like, let's go back to that wine cellar. Oh, yeah. I know, right? Yes. That was incredible. Like, Impressive. Incredible. So, yeah, I mean, when it comes to like handbags, shoes, clothes, that could be seen as obnoxious or bragging. But I mean, she's worked hard for it. She's proud. But I would have been like, more, let's get back down to that cellar and brag <laughs> that wine down there. Yeah. But then it's like, you get people in your closet, you're going to show them your clothes. I mean, I just, I don't think that was unnatural. I was more taken aback at how like immaculate her house was. Like it was, everything was in its place. Everything was perfect. And speaking of how you said she came in hot, she came in like somebody who takes charge in the ER. She handles situations she comes into. It was very natural to her. Everything about her house and her entrance entrance made sense to me. Yeah. And I actually love her, um, her story. Like I love, um, you know, that she's this, female boss doctor by the age of 23 um she's small and mighty and i love women like that you know small but like big presence powerful smart brilliant so i'm not docking her i can see how stephanie was like oh this might be a little you know Mm. tacky but i mean if i had all that stuff i'd probably be showing it too Yeah, and she, I mean, she's accomplished and she, you know, has worked hard to get where she is. And I, you know, who can blame her for kind of wanting to show that off a little bit? And also, who knows? I mean, who knows if maybe she wasn't prodded a little bit by production to kind of like take the women on a tour and show a little bit of, you know, what you have. Yeah. Plus, I think like as Stephanie, I think your first introduction to someone's home and themselves being like that could be a little much. But it was also the audience's first Mm, introduction to this as well. So it was kind of a twofer. We we also have this. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Whitney. No, go ahead, Quinn. I, I was just saying that we also have this like really big cultural 
introduction to the Asian culture with crazy rich Asians. So there's a big push for them to show how much wealth they have. And I think that could be why producers may have prodded her into that and why that's something that was, you know, to do. Absolutely. And being on this side of it, it is, you know, what I've really learned is you are only accountable to what's shown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we don't know like we we don't know what led up to that right, right. like you're saying, right I think everyone's touched on it but I like Tiffany so far like I'm Me excited too. to see how it pans out I think she's the perfect amount of spice for this group of ladies I yeah. agree and I think Definitely. that someone needed to fill the Leanne role because it is very much like a lot of the whole group versus one person. And I think it was Leanne for so long. So I think Tiffany's going to come in and fill that role just fine. She'll be okay. Yeah. And I do like how she got emotional and was vulnerable. So she, she's like the better version of Leanne. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is. It yeah. is always interesting too, on these shows when a new cast member joins and actually like shakes up the dynamic of, um of the existing cast. Cause too often, I think when someone new joins, you can't really feel it. I'm thinking a little bit um, about maybe Wendy on Potomac. I, I, I like Wendy a lot, but her her addition didn't, her addition <laughs> didn't have a big impact. And Tiffany seems to like be causing a ripple through the cast, sure. uh, which is always more interesting than not. Um, in Wendy's defense, she had a lot that she came into. Like that <laughs> this was, was a busy very... Potomac season. 100%. Yes, it was 100%. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I, I am looking forward to seeing what Wendy, uh, Wendy could do uh, next season. Um, in, in a discussion with, at her home with uh, Stephanie and Deandra, uh, Tiffany refers to some footage that I, I don't believe existed in um, in an episode, but was like old footage they kind of put in and talks about Carrie uh, bullying her to do a shot, which will be interesting a little later on when we talk about um, Tiffany's, Tiffany's brunch. But before we get there, thoughts on uh, Tiffany saying that she felt bullied to do shots and I guess thoughts on Carrie's personality in in general for anyone who would like to take it. I think Carrie's fun. I think she's fun. I think she's just that person at a party that's like, drink, drink, have fun, have fun. And I think that also could be, again, cultural. Um, I don't think she means anything negative by it. I just think she's like, she's like, she has to have a good time. And that's the impression I got. I didn't think. Yeah, Yeah, more like just encouraging people to, like do like, this because we are having yeah. fun. Do this, we will yeah. have fun. Not a, I don't know. I didn't love. I didn't hazing type thing. Uh, yeah, I didn't love Tiffany's use of the word bully. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So knowing Carrie, um, yeah, she very much is just like, like let's do this. Like let's do this. Yeah. Like you're all in or all out. Because right. um, um, I've spent time with her here in Utah. I wasn't drinking. But um, her and Heather were, and they, they were like, it's like a, it's like a almost moms got out of the house. Like, let's go wild <laughs> very often kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's strong. Carrie's a strong personality. She is. She is. Yeah. And I think alcohol is just such a weird thing too, where like peer pressure is always behind it. If you don't want to, for whatever reason, it could be, you know, a life choice. It could just be for the night. But if Tiffany didn't want to drink, either at all or 
if she was done drinking for the night. I I understand why someone, I don't think it was bullying. I think just peer pressure. Yeah. But it was a strange choice of words. It's, some people do it. Like when I was growing up, my mother didn't really hang out with the other mothers in the neighborhood because she said they didn't drink and they had nothing in common. <laughs> so... So some people are just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now let's get to um, Tiffany's uh, dim sum brunch, or as Cameron says, I, I think Cameron was saying dim sum. I'm not <laughs> sure what Cameron was saying. Cameron was mispronouncing a lot of words wrong this episode. D- dim sum. <laughs> yeah. So first, it before the brunch kind of kicked off, I would say it seemed like, uh, and it was established that uh, Carrie and Deandra within their friendship have been having a lot of friction. Uh, It did seem to me like, or at least the editing seemed as though Carrie seemed to be riding Deandra quite a bit about like various things, maybe some of her dramatic tendencies uh, mixed with, I guess, uh, fears, fears over getting COVID. Thoughts on this? Is this just like what happens when two friends are together too much or she, it could be, or it's because she's the new Leanne. So that's like, you know. Deandra is the new Leanne? Deandra's the new Leanne. And mm. we already know from the reunion that the producers told her to make trouble with Leanne. So mm. that could still be the case. That's, I didn't think Inter- of that. Yeah. Interesting. Wait, but friends can't get on your nerves if you spend a lot of time with them. That's true, yeah, too. It, of it reminded me of like, when a husband and wife or spouses or partners, roommates, whatever, are like on each other's nerves, but you're trying so hard to not be rude, but you're just being so underhanded that it's like. (laughs) You might as well. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. That's very true. Yeah. And it did seem, I think it was Stephanie who said they seemed like a, like a a grumpy or cantankerous, like husband and wife. And that is kind of what it seemed like. Like I saw two people who, has spent maybe have spent so much time together or like do have an affection for each other, of course, but like, we're just maybe rubbing each other the wrong way. Um, but that, yeah, that was interesting. And I promise you housewives are like the hunger games and I had no idea that I was signing up for it. Like the hunger Games. (laughs) So you never know what's like going on behind the scenes too. Like clearly Carrie, there's something bugging Carrie, something bugging Deandra. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we talk about too on this show a lot is as an audience member, you never really know what is surface level just based on the plot you're seeing and what is, it's your job. It's the job for all of these women. So there is the fact of, you know, like who's getting a better edit, who's getting, who's a fan favorite that all plays into it, I think. Yeah. Not, I think. I <laughs> and then there's a difference in personalities because, like, I think Carrie's kind of a, like, you know, you know, she, you know, at one point was a single mother. Like, she's kind of like, you know, she'll get things done. She's, you know, done that. And Deandra's kind of a princess. You know, she's she's used to like people doting on her. And I think that's a like, they're just two different types of people. Yeah. So I think that could be part of it as well. Well, I promise you, we'll probably find out. (laughs) You're not allowed to hide feelings. Like naturally, like it it might come out and it express itself in a way that they never imagined, but we'll find out what's going on with them. I'm sure. (laughs) 
Now I'm ex- I'm excited because I was intrigued. I was yeah. intrigued by that because I didn't quite anticipate that kind of that friction. And then once I realized, like, oh, this is this is a a story that's going to crest eventually. I was I was interested. I was interested. Yeah, in that. Carrie just yeah. seems like she came in like mad, like mm-hmm. from episode one. So, and I'm friends with Carrie, so I'm like taking a step back. Like, mm. am I missing something big in her life? Right. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like that is, but yeah, she came in like upset. Yeah. I, I think. Sure. So. Yeah. I want, and you, I wonder too, um, and this is, I'm just, you know, positing this. Um, maybe Carrie came in uh, wanting to make sure that like her second season, like she was going to make a mark on her second season too, and just maybe not get lost in the background. I don't know. You yeah. know, there are so many things that I, I'm sure, of course, you know that that I'm I'm guessing go on behind the scenes that you know they kind of like bleed over into filming, of course. Now, Whitney, does being on the other side of it does that take away from watching as a fan for you, or does that add something to it? Good question. Um, it's both. <laughs> like, huh? I, I have you know when we see women in hard the women in hard situations, I have way more respect Mm. for what they actually go through because I mean, when the, when the fans like you, they love you. When they hate you, they hate you. Right. And you know, in your opening up your life. um, So I have more respect when I see people break down or in very messy, hard situations. I mean, you saw me at the hip hop party where I couldn't even get words out. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, it kind of does ruin it because I'm like, wait, I know how much goes into it. Yeah. And then we only are seeing like these moments, right? So, right. you know, yeah, I have yeah. to be careful of what I say because I don't want to get in trouble. But no, I, I get yeah, it. Like, it, it's like there's a, always a bigger picture. And I think this is life. Like, there's always two sides of the story. There's always a bigger picture. But we're only yeah. seeing what's right in front of us. Yeah, that's true. Very yeah, true. definitely. We're only seeing a sliver of, you know, a, a much bigger picture, of course. Yeah, so that actually taught me a lesson. If we get a season two, I know how I know how to like make the moments count now. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about let's talk more about this this brunch. Um, do you think Tiffany was too insistent that Cameron try uh, a, ch- a chicken foot? And a bigger question. What did you all think of the ladies' general behavior regarding the food at this brunch? I mean, when someone's opening up their culture to you. So I actually have a brother-in-law. He's Korean. And I remember the first time that we did, um, he brought us over and cooked for us. It's like there's a certain level of respect when someone's trying to teach you about their culture and, you know, where they come from. So I, I did feel like there was some what a lack of respect there, but maybe I'm just hypersensitive to it. Um, but yeah, Tiffany definitely pushed the chicken foot. So I think the chicken foot is like the hospital smell. Oh yeah. Yes. I think we're going to hear a lot about chicken feet. (laughs) That (laughs) sentence only makes sense uh, in this world of housewives, (laughs) but you are right. Yes. The chicken foot will be the hospital smell. I feel like it was a tall thing to start at like a chicken foot. Like, cause there have been some baby steps leading (laughs) up to that. Maybe because, you know, I'm as a black person and very well aware of the anatomy of a chicken and I've eaten (laughs) 
every part of the chicken except the foot. So even I would be like, I don't think I want to eat this foot, but I would have done it because of the situation. And I think they should have been more open to it out of respect. Yeah. And then Tiffany, on the same hand, Quinn, like Tiffany should have respected the fact that maybe they weren't ready for that. Maybe they weren't ready for it. Second dim sum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe they should have tried something not so controversial. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When she passed on the egg rolls and ordered the chicken feet instead, I, th- I think there's a happy medium here. Yep. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I think everyone else, aside from Cameron, at least tried it to varying degrees of success. Um, I I did feel like Tiffany was pressing the gas a little bit on the chicken feet with Cameron. Um, I think she was like, you know, you have to have that. And Cameron was like, I'm good over here, girl. And then Tiffany (laughs) kept going. And at some point it's like, okay, you do have to allow someone to have, you know, autonomy over their own, (laughs) their own food choices. Yeah. Is there anything, not necessarily at this dim sum brunch, but uh, Cameron uh, said, l- let me find it here, does not do tails, scales, eyeballs, tentacles, bones, or arteries. Is there anything um, that is off limits food-wise? Like, absolutely not for all of you. What, what I mean, I think that list, that list is pretty <laughs> much it for me. Cam <laughs> covered it all. <laughs> yeah, I, I The weirdest thing I've had is cow tongue. Oh, and um, liver, like, you know, chicken liver, I think. Oh. Ooh, okay. No, I like chicken liver, though. Um, I think for me, like, How it's a consistency. Oh, sorry, Quinn. Um, like, Leah, like, you know, go ahead. No, I want you. didn't you like it? I don't want to think about cow <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I would just say, like, for me, it's more of a consistency. Like, I don't always like, you know, like, scrambled eggs or sometimes oatmeal. I don't tend to like things that look the same coming out as they do going in. <laughs> oh, my God. But for me, it's... <laughs> For me, it's normally that kind of thing, you know, like cream corn and, you know, that kind of stuff. We get it. We, we get it. <laughs> there are ladies present, Quinn. No, I'm in, I'm in vomiting. I did not mean oh, that's so gross. Okay. <laughs> just vomiting, Whitney. It's just vomiting. It's okay. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then... <laughs> Things are like vomit, like I don't like. That's, okay. I'll say that. Yes. Okay. I did like that the editors, I don't know that they highlighted it, but I really quickly got the sense that the editors were showing us Tiffany uh, pressure Cameron to have the chicken feet in kind of like direct parallel with the earlier footage we saw of Carrie pressuring Tiffany to have a shot. So I guess this would be, I thought, I found this to be hypocritical to an extent on Tiffany's behalf. Uh, is it a is it a similar situation or am I, I think, wrong? I think because of what Whitney talked about earlier, this is more cultural, I think, where she wanted to introduce her new friends to her culture. Like this is what we eat. So I can understand why you think it's hypocritical, but I also think that there was more weight behind it than just a shot of tequila. They weren't just partying. It was something deeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. That's how I took it. I think I need at least one more episode. I I need to see when Carrie pushes her in the pool. (laughs) I need that. Oh my God, that's crazy. (laughs) And then 
did the did the preview show what does it show deandra going to get carrie saying wait tiffany can't swim <laughs> yeah. is that was the preview yeah <laughs> i'm not i don't know why i'm laughing but yeah that's i'm gonna need i to mean they're that. all still alive yes you're you are right you're right do you um, do you feel like there's been a pool theme of pushing people in the pool mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah franchises yeah so if you do get yes. a season two whitney stay away from pools <laughs> Unless you're the one doing the pushing, then do whatever you want. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, That wraps up what, you know, kind of my, what I wanted to talk about for Salt Lake. Any other, Whitney, any final thoughts for (laughs) Dallas? For Dallas. For Dallas. Any final thoughts on this episode of Dallas? Anything I didn't cover or you want to touch on? No, I think that you hit all the main points really well. Um, was this one the garage sale or was that, that, that was the last episode, but we can, was, oh, okay. last episode. <laughs> we, you can, we can talk about it. I thought it. that was entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> so much pink stuff. Yeah. A lot of pink stuff. I liked all the, um, the dog work in the episode before last that Cam was doing with like the dog on the treadmill. Um, she, she's basically, it's performance art at this point with Cameron. <laughs> it's also something I can see you doing. Anthony has a dog that he's very involved in, yes. <laughs> All right, very involved. Donnie loves his dog. And so I can definitely um, see you. I think you and camera kind of meet a little bit in your little, he has a little tiny dog, a little, oh, yeah. All right. You're the Lucille Ball of Know That. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. I guess I guess that's going to that's gonna do it for us. Um, Whitney, <laughs> thank you so much for coming and joining us today. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank um, you so much. Thank yes. You for having me. Hopefully of I can course. come back soon. Oh Please. yeah, I would love that. We love to. Yeah, we love watching you on Salt Lake. So I I pray that there is a season two because I I think there I think there probably will be one. But I'm a I hope oh, there is. Well, I you know there's no final word yet, but we did have an amazing reunion. Mm-hmm. I'm excited so for that as well. I would well. be shocked if we don't have a season. Two. You looked I'm incredible sure. at the reunion, by the way. Oh, thank you. Of yeah, of course. And we're, we're not just saying that. Not only did you look incredible. Uh, you were the best dressed. At the <laughs> I, that means a lot to me. Thank you. Especially, you know, because Lisa Barlow says I'm too Utah. Well, oh, yeah. that's the look <laughs> we're going for then because you, you looked great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Hey, of course. Well, thank, thank you night. again. Yeah, thank, thank you. You too. You too. Bye. 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 It was fun. That was fun. That was sweet. It was. She's such a little sweetheart. You didn't do anything with your hair, did you? Me? Yeah. No. It looks great. Yeah, that, it, that's why it looks good. <laughs> <laughs> it always looks good when you do nothing to it. Oh my that's god. Just because oh, he does say that often. You little Because I don't <laughs> I don't think it looks bad when you do it, but that's I always right. think it looks you best do, when it's left to its You do own. like my hair not done. I remember yeah. that. You famously don't like my hair not done. <laughs> I don't I like didn't say I don't like it done. I just think it looks better when it's, you know, undone. I think that, deadhead. Anthony is great. That's how I feel about women. Whenever I'm like, oh, your hair looks really good. They're like, I didn't wash it in six years. I'm like, well, that's the ticket, honey. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> we like it dirt. We like clumps yeah. falling off of it. Don't get in the shower again, bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Our thanks to Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City for joining us. Uh, by the end of today, we will have a new president and no one can take that away from us. Know that. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. Again, if you would like to support the show, be sure to visit buymeacoffee.com slash know that pod. If you want to join in on discussions about the episodes as they air in real time or see what snarky things we have to say about the shows we love, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at know that pod. Uh, you could follow me at Anthony F. Casella on Instagram. You can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow me at Quentin Lamar on Twitter. Continue to listen and subscribe for free to Know That, a Real Housewives podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Bye. Bye. See you. <laughs>